Hey, I'm Crystal, a certified life coach and mom of four. In this podcast, we combine radical connection and positive parenting theories with the how-to, life coaching tools and mindset work to completely transform our relationship with our children. Join me on my journey, unleash your inner parenting expert, and become the mother you've always wanted to be. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and rate this podcast on Apple and check out my transformative monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Welcome to today's podcast episode, Quantum Medicine, Consciousness, and Peaceful Parenting with Darren Hubbard. Darren Hubbard practices as a doctor of natural medicine. He has a PhD in natural medicine and a diploma in homeopathic medicine. He's been in professional practice for over 20 years and has an interest in the autonomic nervous system's connection to quantum medicine principles and its effect on healing. He is also a father of six, grandfather of three, and enjoys hiking in the backcountry. Hey, Darren, welcome to my podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited, first of all, because I've never had a male on my podcast. You're the first one. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and I love that you're a dad and a grandfather. And I think that there's a lot of parents listening. There's probably some dads listening. So I think that it'll be interesting to get your perspective on things and for people to hear kind of a little bit of a, of a different topic than we usually dig into on the podcast. Um, so tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, I practice as a doctor of natural medicine. And my primary goal is to help people to overcome stress and challenges in their lives. So whether that's a particular health problem that they have, they've been diagnosed with, we can help go over the stress around that. And we can also look at things that are maybe a little bit more situational, like they're giving a presentation or they're trying to put together a light show and they're having a hard time putting together ideas. We can explore ways to open up their creativity and help them to achieve the goal that they have. Awesome. Um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what quantum medicine is, because it sounds very cool, but I don't have any idea what that actually means. So, so for, cool. for people like me that have never heard of that before, tell us a little bit more about what that means. Okay. Sometimes we understand things by contrast. And so a lot of the world that we experience is based in Newtonian physics, where we're looking at uh, all of the laws of thermodynamics and conservation of mass and things like that. And that world certainly exists. And that world is based on matter being the ground of all being. So it's really kind of the building block of everything in the world that we experience. Quantum medicine and quantum physics looks at consciousness being the ground of all being, which includes all matter. And so that consciousness encompasses everything and not just physicality, but the emotional aspect of things and the mental aspect of things and what they call the supra mental aspect of things. And then finally, at the top level is bliss or just being and everything is exp an expression of that being and once we get into the mental and the emotional realm of things and also the physical realm we start to see conditioning take over conditioned thought patterns conditioned ways of feeling conditioned ways of behaving 
And that often gets us into trouble because we aren't thinking deliberately usually in those circumstances. And we just find ourselves getting into the same trouble that we were in yesterday mm. and we weren't thinking either. Um, as we look at quantum physics applied to healing, as an example, we're looking to get out of those conditioned patterns and transcend that conditioning by being deliberate and really working on trying to develop characteristics or habits or patterns in our lives that are going to lead us to alignment with our health goals. Okay, that is fascinating for a couple of reasons. One is because um, a lot of people call what I teach conscious parenting. And I love what you talked about with consciousness and being intentional. And the other thing is the way that I teach it is through helping um, switch that mindset that we have these neural pathways and these reactionary ways that we usually respond to things and trying to switch those and to think more intentionally. Um, So tell us how quantum medicine can help with that. One of the things that quantum medicine really focuses on is quantum creativity. And whenever we're trying to look for results that we don't have currently in our lives, we want to create something, of course, that we don't have. And so we need to do things that are different. So there's four main stages to this creativity. And the first one is kind of where we would maybe learn and study and kind of figure out what's been done before in a particular field and what's possible. And then the stage after that preparation is incubation or unconscious processing. So that's where we kind of allow what we've learned to kind of knock around in our heads and work in us. And that helps us to start to, at the physical level, probably create neural pathways that we've never had connect before to have ideas that we've never had before, thoughts and even emotions. And then there's the third stage of the quantum creativity that we cannot force. We cannot create, we can only align with the possibility of that happening. And that is what they call the sudden insight or the aha moment, where you get that flash of brilliance. You go, ah, I need to eat kale or whatever it is that we feel inspired to do. And then that's when the real work starts because the fourth stage is manifestation. And that's actually taking that sudden insight, which can only be sudden for so long, and actualizing it so that it becomes reality. All of possibility exists outside of space and time in ever-expanding possibility waves, according to quantum physics. And it is only choice that collapses that possibility into actuality. And so by deliberately using the ability to choose and choosing from the possibilities that we've never thought of before, that we find that creativity coming to pass, not which we hoped for. Wow. Okay. This is, this is like, I'm kind of like when you have one of those topics that kind of bends your mind a little bit, I'm like trying to like <laughs> understand this <laughs> and so that I can ask you another question, but I'm like, wow, this is, this is mind bending for sure. Um, how does this relate to what you actually do in life? So somebody comes to see you for, we'll just make up some random example. Like maybe there's, well, this is a parenting podcast. So some parenting struggle they're going through with their kids, maybe something physical mm-hmm. or emotional or mental. How do those two things equate? So what do you actually do to help them? 
It is really cool because one of the things that we use is uh, flower remedies, particularly box flower remedies, which I like to use. Box flower remedies are designed to work with emotions. And as we look at emotions around, say, a particular struggle, say a child is having nightmares and, and terrors, mm-hmm. and they wake up screaming every night at the same time, and they're inconsolable. One of the flower remedies is called Star of Bethlehem. Oh, I have. This is a good example because this is actually my example too, where I had a child with this and started taking Star of Bethlehem. So yeah, go ahead. Explain how that works to us. <laughs> okay. So Star of Bethlehem is one of 38 Bach flower remedies, and it is for shock, for bad news, for things that happen suddenly that just jolt us out of our normal existence. For some people that are having terrors, that is a great remedy. For other people who are having terrors, like little children during the night, Rock Rose, which is specifically for terror, is exactly for that. And what these remedies do is they're, they're not really altering anything, but they're working with an absence of something that's supposed to be there by flooding the body with the virtue that it's missing. And if we were to distill down all of the absences, which are the indications for these remedies, like fear or terror, or anger, or whatever those negative emotions are, we're looking at an absence of love in some form. And these remedies basically flood the body with love. And when we have enough love, whatever form that takes, that actually looks like courage in some cases, that looks like patience in others, that looks like tolerance, that looks like the ability to be peaceful because we know that we are loved and we have love for life and love for the things around us. And so we aren't afraid anymore. We don't have the propensity towards terror. And the flooding of the body with those positive virtues helps to add something that was just missing. Okay. So for people like me that don't know a lot about this, how would you explain, like, how does the flower itself do that? I have a child taking one star of Bethlehem and another one taking rough rose. So this is a good example for us. Um, But what does it do? Like for in your understanding, how does, how does taking that flood them with this virtue of love? Dr. Edward Bach, who's a physician in the 1930s, who really delved into things other than just conventional medicine at the time. He was looking for something that was going to add to his patients, not just bring them back to zero, to a baseline of health, but to actually enhance their lives in a direction that was going to uh, leave them better than he found them. And he found that the flowers were just that. And, And different flowers have different characteristics. And he was very in tune with that. And over time, he was able to find what each flower kind of did. And so there's a whole symptom picture and uh, characteristics of each flower. And so we really rely on what he came up with as the guide to how we determine which flower remedies to take. Mm -hmm. That being said, the way that these flowers are made is really quite incredible. They are not the flowers themselves. They're not crushed petals. They aren't anything like that. But traditionally, how they're made is they're left out in the sun. And the the, the petals are put into 
pure water and they're left in the sun. They call this process solarization. And the sun helps to release the healing factors at the emotional level into the water. And then the water is um, taken and it's prepared into the actual tinctures. It's made into what in homeopathy they call a 5X dilution. And that's one part in 10,000. And they make a tincture out of that. And then that becomes your dosage bottle. And all of the healing characteristics are embodied in that through the solarization process, which sounds kind of far out. And it is far out. I mean, we're 93 million miles away from the sun. And Mm -hmm. so that's where quantum physics comes into it in part because we're dealing with forces that are non-local. Those forces from the sun are liberating something that is local. And so we get that melding of those forces, which uh, helps with the liberation of those virtues. Now, if we really wanted to dive into it deeper, it's been said that the light of the sun, spelled S-U-N, is the light of the sun, spelled S-O-N. And so we know that, you know, there's that saying, God is love. Well, that's captured in the sun if we want to look at it that way. And so it is captured in the flower remedies as well. And that helps with the change in the character and emotionality of each person. Wow. What a cool, a cool explanation. Um, So for somebody that might be interested in this one, is there any like negative side effects or things that they need to be worried about? And two would be how they determine which flowers maybe they need or their kids need. Mm-hmm. The um, great thing about these flower remedies is because of the level that they work at, they work at the, from a quantum physics standpoint, the emotional and the mental level affecting thoughts, meaning, and how people feel. They don't interact with those things that are supposed to be physical. So people can be taking blood pressure medication or they can be taking whatever medication which acts at a physical level. And there just won't be any interaction. And so that's the neat thing about it. They're also very safe for babies and the elderly and everybody in between. When our fourth child was born, the doctor we were working with, she was very open to natural remedies. And we had discussed this with her before in our birth plan. And after the baby was born and they were checking the baby out, she turned to me and said, Dad, did you use the rescue remedy yet on this baby? Just like, no, am I allowed to? And she's like, yeah, get over here. And so we use the rescue remedy with the baby, which is a combination of five flower remedies. And it's good for any sort of trauma or shock. It has Star of Bethlehem in it, among other remedies. And it was amazing. Wow, yeah, wow. So- that is very cool that she was so open to it. Um, to something so alternative like that. Um, yeah. And how do how do you determine, like, uh, so, you know, say I bring my kids in and I'm like, this child's dealing with this issue, this child's dealing with this issue. issue. How do they find out which works well, better? You, you can work with someone like myself who's had experience with remedies. I did an international um, education program in the Box Flower Remedies that was a, a three-year program. And... Over the years, clinically, I've had experience with kind of knowing based on the languaging that people use 
kind of what flower remedies might work with mm-hmm. things. So like people might say, well, I'm really overwhelmed with life right now. And I'll talk about this, that, and the other thing. And in my mind, I latch on to that overwhelmed because there's a really popular remedy in the flower remedies called Elm. And it's for overwhelm, particularly when people feel overwhelmed with responsibility. They're very, very capable people. They can juggle 20 things at once. Typically, they start to get tired and start dropping things and they start to feel overwhelmed and discouraged. And Elm is the flower remedy for that. And so that would be an indication in that case. Or a mom might say, yeah, my son, he's just, he wakes up every morning with a stomach ache. Now, we get into that a little bit and we find out that it's his first year in school or they've just moved or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that he's got a stomach ache. Yes, that's true. But the stomach ache is often from fear, Mm -hmm. afraid of going into a new environment. So we might use uh, the remedy mimulus or aspen, which are both for fear, aspen for fear of the unknown and mimulus for fear of the known. And so we can kind of dig into what's behind the symptoms and often have great success just by doing that. And so that each remedy has keywords associated with it in their description. And that is how you come to find out which remedies are best for each person. That's really interesting because um, years ago, before I kind of got into the work that I do now with, you know, thought work and emotion work, um, I didn't really realize the connection so much between our emotions and our thoughts, what we're going through and any physical symptoms. And so as I was dealing with some anxiety that some of my kids were dealing with, and I was trying to help them through it, I didn't realize that a lot of their physical symptoms were so tied in to the anxiety until we started getting the anxiety under control. And I realized like, oh, wait, all of these other things that I was trying to find Band-Aid symptoms for because I had no idea what was going on, like, you know, rashes or tingling or tummy aches or like any number of things um, did end up being just a physical manifestation of the anxiety that they were dealing with. Yeah, it's so true. And that's neat that you found that as well. Because when you look at quantum physics, they've got an order to things and the way that things manifest from the top down it does go in that order of the mental and then emotional and then the physical and things happen in that way. Often they happen coincidentally, but if we were to really look at an order, it is happening in that direction. They call it downward causation. And when we want to create something differently, then we need to go through those same steps, that same order. Things are created outside of the physical before we ever see them physically. They're created in our thoughts. They're created in in the emotions. And then they manifest physically. And so that's neat that you have have had that observation as well. Yeah, it is. And and a lot of um, the, the main coaching concept that I use is called the model. And it's all about how our thoughts create our feelings and fuel our actions. So it's really is like what you're talking about. Like we literally are creating our reality all of the time through what we're thinking and how we're showing up in the world. And that then we can take that and kind of look backwards at like, okay, what kind of relationship are with our kids are we creating right now? And how can we go backwards to figure out, okay, so, you know, what are some thoughts and feelings that we have about this relationship to, to kind of work through it? So I love the, how that's so connected in this. I didn't realize we had never had this conversation before. So I didn't realize there were so many connections um, with what we do. That's um, so cool. 
I would love to dig in a little bit too. It's moms typically that listen to this podcast, probably dads too. And um, a lot of them are probably wanting to parent in a more peaceful or a more conscious way and maybe struggling to do that. So what is, you know, one or two or more tips that you could leave um, with them um, from what you've seen when maybe families come in with similar struggles? That is a really great opportunity to share some information. Number one, the thing that I like to share with people is that it's possible to do this. The opportunities that other people have, and we see families that look like they're succeeding and they don't have any problems, etc., which may or may not be true. But the fact that there is precedent for things to go well in people's lives means that it's possible for us to. And we just need to find the questions that we need to ask so that we can get the answers that we desire. And our job isn't so much to scrounge around and try to find the answer, but it's to ask the questions. How can I be more patient? What's my next step to help this child? What is my next step in my relationship with my spouse even? How can we be better parents for the benefit of this child? How can we have better peace in our home? As we ask those types of questions, being open to receive the answer, then the answers often come. And so often we spend time looking for answers to questions that we have never asked. And that seems to be out of order with respect to the getting of answers. Mm -hmm. Our job is to ask and receive it's not to find the answer but to be open to what we will receive and so with any situation we can ask a question like that what's my next step what's the lesson that i need to get from this situation right now so we can stop this insanity and move into what we truly desire which is peace love and fulfillment in our family so long-winded answer maybe but that's kind of what i would I I love it. I love it. I remember this quote, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something like the quality of your life is determined by the quality of answers, questions that you ask, the quality of your questions. Um, And often we ask pretty low level questions um, Mm -hmm. to ourselves and to other people. And um, a higher level question would be like what you said, like, how can I, how can I show up in this situation? Not like, you know, I, I don't know what to do here. Our brain usually goes to, I don't know. And as soon as we have, I don't know, it like shuts down the thinking powers, right? So instead, I love the questions that you gave us. Like, you know, how can I show up here? How can I handle this? Or how can I, you know, change this relationship with the child? And as soon as we start to ask ourselves the powerful questions, then our brain starts searching for that answer because it loves to answer them. So it really is just, just determining higher quality, powerful questions to open up the the inner power that we all have to answer those questions. That's true. Another question that I find people ask is what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. It's not a question that, I mean, you could probably come up with 50 answers to that personally, yeah. but that's not what is going to fix whatever the situation is. I yeah. think as we focus on what we truly desire, even if we don't know how to get there, we know that we want a happier family and a better relationship with this child. Then Asking questions around that can really be helpful in getting there and how to get there is going to manifest as we ask those questions. 
Yeah. I also like what you said about how if somebody else has already created this, then it's also possible for us. So if you see somebody having a great relationship with their kids, like I talk a lot about my relationship transformation with my kids on this podcast. Um, but sometimes people feel like, well, that's not possible for me. Like that's just not going to happen. Right. And that's kind of those lower level questions or lower level thinking, instead of asking that question of like, how could this be possible for me? Like, how can I, how could I create this in my life? And just seeing that the example that of other people have said of like, oh, this is possible. It's happened for them. So it can happen for me too, um, can be really powerful. Absolutely. I agree 100%. It seems like the the universe, even though it seems to play favorites sometimes to some people's eyes, it really doesn't. And we just need to learn to ask the questions and figure out how we can get into the flow you look at that movie, uh, Finding Nemo, they're, they're trying to get to the East Australian current. And that's where everything becomes pretty easy. But first, they got to go through the sharks and the jellyfish and the boat propellers mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And sometimes that's representative, I think, of the growth that we need to go through to get where we want to go so that we can be with the flow of life. And it feels like it looks like everyone else is experiencing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I really like that movie. Just yeah. as the most <laughs> Yes. I love it. I love when I watch kids' movies and learn these deep concepts from them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for this. Um, thank you for being uh-huh. on and for your tips. This was a great conversation. And if people want to reach out to you, how do they do that? Do you have any any technology which in which they can reach you? Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, website, something. I am on Facebook. Okay. You can just look up Darren Hubbard on Facebook and people can call my office. Okay. I don't know if I give out numbers on this or not. Awesome. I can I'll I'll put the name of your yeah. I'll put the name of your office and I'll put your name so that they can they can contact you. I can put that in the show notes. And oh. also you can reach out to me and I can direct you to Darren also. <laughs> That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. All right. Thanks so much, Darren. You're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you give it five stars on Apple and check out my monthly membership for moms in the show notes. 